You obviously know Kung Fu. Hi everyone, my name is JP, John Paul Lee. I'm an actor and stuntman. I was the lead of Jailbreak and the lead of the upcoming action film called Night Shooters. And you're listening to Kung Fu Driving Podcast. Welcome to the Kung Fu Driving Podcast. Adjust your speaker box, sit back, relax, and remember, your Kung Fu may be good, but mine is better. <laughs> My guest this morning from England is John Paul Lee, star of Jailbreak, actor and martial artist, and the upcoming Nightshare's film. John Paul, thank you for taking some time out of your day to talk with the Kung Fu Driving Podcast. Thanks to you. Thank you. Oh, thanks. Listen, I, I got a, a bunch of questions to ask you. Let's start, though, with an introduction to who you are. Uh, you're an up and coming star. But you've done uh, some really uh, high-profile projects already, uh, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But what is your background? Okay, so um, I started all the, the movie work uh, five years ago, exactly five years ago now. I wasn't into into film before. I was uh, into marketing. I got a proper office job for like, you know, five, six years. That's what I was doing in, in marketing. And um, yeah, five years ago, I decided to quit everything and to, to start uh, doing stunts. So my background, so when I was a kid, I started when I was five uh, with karate. So my dad put me in the karate class with my older brother because he kept coming home, like bleeding like from school. And my father was like, okay, I, I need to put you in karate class. And I wasn't really into it at that time. But we kept on watching those Bruce Lee films and all the stuff like that. So so we went there and that's what happened. I, I started like this. I wanted to play soccer. I didn't want to play to do martial arts before. But then it became a passion and, and I loved it. And uh, I've been practicing Hapkido, uh, Capoeira, tricking also, which is uh, very helpful for um, today's uh, action film. And yeah, that's what happened. So I, I quit my job. I was in Asia and I went uh, to London to start as a stuntman. That's incredible. Now, how do you decide just to get into stunts? Because... You know, any parent, I'm a parent, I have three daughters, any parent whose child comes to them and says, I want to get into stunts, I'd, I'd have to look at them a little bit, uh, you know, side eye and say, what are you, crazy? Get a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the thing is, yeah, I, I understand, understand that completely, to be honest, because like, okay, my father is Asian. He's very like a, like a caricature, right? Traditionally, Asian, yes. Very, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm talking to all the Asian people listening. The, the, <laughs> my father is very strict, you know. It's, it's very classic. What can I say? Like, uh, you need to be a lawyer. You need to be a doctor, <laughs> like your cousins, right? Uh, like your older brother, because, you know, for the honor of the family. Sure. Which I did. I did. Like, I follow whatever he said to me to, to, to follow. And then, I, and then I went to business schools for like uh, four years. And, and it was great. And I liked it. But I was never really attracted into, I'm going to become an actor, or acting into films or whatever, but all my friends were doing stunts because I trained with many stunt guys for like 15 years and all of them became like, they work on, on John Wick and stuff like that today, you know? And years ago, they keep calling me, JP, you should do stunts. And I'm like, no, I'm sorry, I cannot do this because uh, my dad is just behind, he's going to kill me. So <laughs> no, I, I can't do it. And this is not my my destiny. It's a big word. But no, I was like, no, I can't, I, I cannot. But, but then, then that's what happened. So I was like... Um, I actually watched uh, a Jackie Chan film called like, Chinese Zodiac mm. um, in uh, in Asia. And then the the, the main villain uh, is Ala Safi. Ala Safi, yeah. He's a French dude that I know for... 
yeah, they know him for like 14 years. We're all in the same team. And, and I didn't know that. So when I saw this fight, I was like, holy, what? <laughs> this is amazing. Because like, you know, he has a speaking role. I think fighting Jackie is cool. You know, it's like a, a childhood dream. Fantastic fight scene too. And that was the moment when I was like, okay, this is it. And then I quit. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. Now, the the martial arts, you said you started at an early age. And you are, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're Chinese and Cambodian, right? Yes, I am. Okay. When you started the martial arts, how did you decide what you were going to study? Um, when I started to watch more action films, actually, my dad was feeding us, you know, like kung fu films, like when we were kids. Like any good and, father should. <laughs> I, I liked it. I, yeah, that was new for me. I, was, I wanted to, to play soccer, as I said before, but... I started to love like martial art, and even when I was young, like the, the values you know from the masters, like you know, what they, they taught you was like I, I, I loved it. You know, it, it tells you how to to honor your uh, your opponent and to how to to deal with life. You know, in a, it's a lifestyle, and I, and I embraced it. And then I discovered martial arts, and then like, but the main um, the big turning point was um, when I was starting capoeira okay. because it's uh, it's my favorite martial art. Because I don't, I don't know why I don't know how to explain. Of course, because only the strong, right? Thanks, right, Mark. Right, right. <laughs> but um, I, I just love the, you know, like the, the the everything, the atmosphere, the roda, the moves, and this one is my. I keep it close to my heart. I love capoeira. But then at that moment, I was like, this is it. I just love. I love to discover. I love. Um, I'm a movement artist, if I can say, because mm-hmm, I'm interested mm-hmm. into different sports, not only martial arts, but what I can learn from break dancing. I can bring it to 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 my moves and you know in my skills. That's why I like to to extend it. And capoeira was the, the, the perfect um, balance. Wow, were you a break dancer? Are are you a break dancer still? No, I'm not. I'm not. So once they ask you to make a video, no way, no way. I cannot. I cannot. But I love to because I get my inspiration from all these different sports. And even today, I still believe that you can find some amazing ideas for action design with today's like b-boying. The way they move yeah. is insane. The energy they put, and if you put that kind of energy in fight scene today, you can bring something fresh. But I don't want. Sorry, uh, I went a little too far. But yeah. No, no, no. That's that's absolutely great. Because uh, uh, I I I'm in the New York City area, so I work in Manhattan. So I see some amazing okay. uh, break dancers uh, just in the street that do some moves that mm-hmm. would I, I absolutely agree with you. Some of their moves look like they're straight out of a kung fu film. Yeah, and the way they throw themselves, the way they do, we just do like people they call that sacrifice move. You know, they would jump and kick and they fall on their back, which is proper stunt move. Even stunt people they don't do that kind of move. That's why I'm like these guys. They're like you know they're they're so skillful, and I think there's a lot of stuff to take from that area. Uh, you should definitely put out a breakdance video, I think. <laughs> oh, 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 not sure about that. Okay, later maybe. But I don't. Think, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think the world is ready for this in a bad way. I think they're gonna be, they'll be like, no, stick to your kicks. So, okay, sorry. Now the tricking part of things, I, I find tricking so uh, unbelievable. It some of the trickers that are out there do things that seem to defy gravity and physics. I don't understand how. Some of those guys keep their bodies in one piece with the way that they throw themselves around. Yeah, yeah. But um, I've been doing that for like uh, 10 years, but it's not my main stuff today. But it's good to know some like uh, acrobatic moves. So, But the way I look at tricking today, they went so far. I cannot even describe you know, the move they're doing. They always add a twist or a, a flip. Like more than 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 you know what it should be, and it's great. They're amazing athletes and, and performers. And I think again, even in tricking, I'm trying to see some moves not 
most of them because it's mostly like flipping and everything, but there's some stuff you can take in the action design. All right. So were you ever drawn to the Cambodian side of your heritage in terms of martial arts studies? Uh, to be honest, not really, because I, when I was a kid, I went straight to karate and asked my father. My father was actually a martial artist in Cambodia before the war, and we, we went to France because of the war, and I was born in France. Okay. He was doing a little of Bogota with uh, some masters at that time, but he was uh, mostly like uh, practicing Hapkido. Okay. Which is why later he told me all the greatness of all that martial art, and I went straight into like my father's path. But um, I only... To be honest, I really, really got interested into into Bukatao when I heard about the Jailbreak Project, when they called me and they were like, oh, it would be interesting to make a first big Cambodian action film with your stuff and crossing with the Bukatao champions in Cambodia. And then from there, I was like, okay, because before I got the misconception of thinking that Muay Thai was the kind of the stuff what they were doing. Right. You see what I mean? Right. And like, like most most people, when I ask people, they were like, "Oh, do you know Bukatao?" They go, "Oh, is that is that Muay Thai?" And I, I go, "No, it's not. It's it, it has a proper name. It's Bukatao." And then they ask me, "Is that like a penchak silat?" And I say, "It's kind of like a mix of both." They would kill me if I say that, but uh, <laughs> you know, like from the the perception that I had, and I had to make my own research, talk with, train with them, and then then I got proper interested because this is part of uh, you know like Cambodian history yeah, more than yeah. just like a martial art now I mean I will I'll admit I, I had not heard of Bogotaug before uh, myself um, it I, I think in general it's uh, pretty obscure because uh, it, it doesn't have the the same PR I guess as Muay Thai yeah. right um, exactly yeah yeah but uh, with Jailbreak let's let's get into that uh, you got to showcase Cambodian filmmaking and Bogotaug so how did you get involved in that project and, and what drew you to it? it? Because like I said before, it's it's on Netflix right now and it is just intense. So tell me yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah, okay. So uh, Jailbreak, how it started. Uh, I hope you have some time, okay? It's going to take a little time. Absolutely. Okay, so Absolutely. Jailbreak, we, I, I was talking with uh, Loy, the producer, Loy Te. Today is like 25 years old producer. He's like one of the youngest producer I've ever known, which is great because he's still like, he's still easy to work with. Mm-hmm. So we talked a long time ago before I left Cambodia to, to do stunts. And he was about to become, he, he told me that he wanted to, to go into film production. And I thought that was a joke. I thought I was like, yeah, okay. And I, as I said to him the same, I'm going to become a, I would do stunts and become an actor. And he thought that was a joke too, right? <laughs> and then I didn't talk to him for two years. Not because we didn't talk. It's like you're good friend with someone. We don't need to talk every day, right? And then later on, I'm like, hey, check my showreel. And he was like, hey, you know what happened? I'm actually a film producer today. I'm like, no, wow. shit. Okay. <laughs> and then, you know, because you, you would, it's a conversation that you, you will have, like just a polite one. You're like, oh, I hope you succeed and everything, right? Which is great. You, you really believe so. But it's more like a casual conversation, but it became real. You know, I was doing more and more stuff. And he was like, oh, wow, you did that for, like in two years in the game, you've been doing this. And the same for him. So he was like, hey, I have an idea. Uh, we have the project to make the first. Uh, action Cambodian film like in Cambodia we've actually Jimmy Jimmy Anderson the director yes. of Jailbreak who made Hanuman before Jailbreak mm. which was like a very low budget indie film that a lot of people don't don't hear about it but that's fine but then he was like let's make something that would look like a proper like a proper film and at that time in my career I was like two and a half years it's, it's very new for me you know I'm like yeah okay 
let's do it. And I'm also, I'm, I'm part Cambodian. And also because my father said I would not make it. So I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> just to, just to like, prove okay, him no wrong, one, right? <laughs> yeah. Let me go home. Let me go to your home and let me let me show you. And then when I said, said to my father, it was like, yeah, right. Yeah, jailbreak, sure. I was like, okay. So, and then the year, I went to, to Cambodia to meet Jimmy. And we had a great feeling. It was a great um, collaboration because we did like, a small teaser. We, we, I trained with uh, Dara Ur the, uh, in jailbreak. Right. He, he plays Dara. So we did a fight team together just to, to, to try and test. And then a year later, I was working with Doctor Strange. And then... I couldn't refuse working on, on Doctor Strange at that time. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah I called Loy and I was like, Loy, I, I cannot do the outbreak. I, I'm sorry. Like, uh, I'm going to stay seven months on Doctor Strange. Like, there's no way I can leave the shoot in the middle. And then it was actually, it's a good thing because we need more time <laughs> to prep jailbreak. And it was perfect. It was the perfect timing. When I was wrapped on, on Doctor Strange, two weeks later, I went to do jailbreak, like right after this. And then from working on the Marvel, when you have everything in abundance, you know, it's, it's a Marvel film. You go back to the extreme opposite. Like, wow. Like, it, it, it was intense. I'm sure. So I get there. When I arrive, they will laugh at it. go, since you just landed to Cambodia, the project starts with you. We're going to start everything from now. The script was here and I read it. I was like, okay, that's cool. It's a B-movie. We assume it. It's fine. It's a B-movie stuff. And I, it, it was the occasion for me, the opportunity to try some action design from all the stuff that I've learned on, on Doctor Strange and my own vision. I'm like, okay, we're going to make a very small action film. There's only one camera, as you know, maybe you heard about that. There's one camera on the film the whole time. Right. That's amazing. It, yeah. Usually we have the A and B camera. There's only one because it don't have much money. And I'm like, okay, I arrived to Cambodia and I look at the producer. I said, okay, where are the stunt guys? Oh, JP, uh, there's no action. No, there's no film industry in Cambodia. There's not even an action film industry. So there's no stuntman. And I'm like, okay, it doesn't make any sense. So why are we, why are we making an action film right now? Oh, because we we want we like to be you know like pioneers and try new new things. And I'm like, yeah, I get that completely. I'm with you on this. But if we don't have stuntmen, we cannot make an action film. And he was like, okay, can I call some friends from London? Uh, JP, I told you there's no money. Okay, can I call some friends from Thailand because there's a lot of stuntmen over there? No, 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 they're too expensive. Uh, like we we cannot do this. So we're gonna you're gonna have like eight. Bukatao fighters, they're not stuntmen, they're great, but they're, they're fighters. And you're gonna have to train in like a background extra, extra, <laughs> right? And I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, it doesn't make any sense, but okay, that's what I did for two months, starting from 10 people. And every week, every weekend, six hours every weekend, like, and we ended up being like 80 people. And we trained in a stadium, and I couldn't have a proper assistant because no money, right? They don't even have the money to buy me a megaphone. I had to shout with my hands like, <laughs> guys, back to one. It was insane. And halfway, halfway, I, I, I came to Jimmy and, and, and the producer. I said, guys, are you sure you want to do it? Because I've been training these guys for like three weeks already. It's not going to happen. They cannot even punch. They don't even do fitness. They don't even practice sports. And they were like, yeah, but that's why, you know, it's, it's a nice adventure. Said, you guys talk like that because you're not with me in the stadium. God damn it. <laughs> And then I was like, okay, the team of Bukatao, they helped me, of course, but they're not professional stuntmen. So I had to train them at the same time. And when they helped me train the other guys, we're all gathering. That was like four weeks. And I gather everybody in the middle and I said, guys, can you tell me why you're here? And they all look at it with a big smile. And they were like, JP, this is the first opportunity for us to make a film in Cambodia. 
we keep watching film from Hong Kong, from Thailand, from Vietnam, but there's never a film coming from here. We're so proud to be here. Oh my God, they taught me so much. Oh, wow. You know? Not that I wasn't uh, humble and everything. I, I wanted to know why they were here. And I wanted to know why, uh, what's the purpose of all this. And when I heard about this, I was like, okay, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. That's <laughs> great. I didn't believe in it that much because because you used to train with some of the best stuntmen, the best performers in the world. I'm surrounded by a group of people who don't even uh, go to the gym. like uh, They don't even run, you know? And I'm like, okay, so I made groups. I was like, let's be clever let's let's find the best strikers the best for falls the best for this and that and of course i brought my my small bags of pads i bought a lot more because you know i wanted everybody to be like you know the, the thing is i didn't have to shoot it was completely safe no one broke any bone yeah no one went to a hospital like it was great and it was fine that's why I'm, I'm very proud of because i was so worried that someone would break something and there's no movies worthy of of to going to that extent, you know, you need to go home with some bruises because you're a stuntman. That's fine, but not more than that. Um, so that's what happened. So we start the shoot of the film for like uh, 30 days or 34 days, something like this. We've when we do fight scene, only one day per fight scene, five hours max, five six. Okay, six hours max. Okay, if you want to be very nice, six hours. Okay, and we I had to cut all the fights all the time. Like I had a, the previews I have are so cool. I cannot put them online because I want to keep it for jailbreak too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> for real. We made the previous and it was great. The camera guy was great. Uh, Godefroy, good, I cannot say his French name, uh, Rick Wert, something like this. It's a German name. So he came and helped us to film. It was DP and action camera guy. He did everything. That, that was the problem with jailbreak. We had the lack of everything. Of time during the shoot, they, they changed the genre of the film while we were shooting. It's insane. Like we're like shooting the film. In the beginning, it was supposed to be something dark, like the raid, right? right. And then after like three days, like the producer come and said, "Guys, we're gonna change the genre of the film." And I'm like, "Wait, wait, 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 what?" <laughs> and anybody was laughing. I was like, "Hey, what the hell is this? You cannot." And I was, I was, I was laughing because it was so much, you know. I'm like, guys, I'm so much using my choreography. I need to prepare the, the action design. I need to train all the actors. I need to create the fight for Tarot and Celine. And I had to prepare my fight. I, I cannot read the script. We never had a read-through altogether, you know, table read-through of the scripts. Like, now you're going to change the genre of the film. And he was like, yeah. And they look at Jamie, the director, hoping that's going to be with me. And he smiled. He said, JP, welcome to Cambodia. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, wow. And you know what? At the end of the day, you have to embrace it, you know? Sure. And I'm like, okay, JP, forget everything you've known on Marvel. You're going on a new, on a new show. And it's completely fine. And I was talking at that time to the, the choreographer of, uh, of Doctor Strange, um, Jonathan Eusebio. So he's the choreographer of all the John Wick's um, Avengers, Iron Man 2, Doctor Strange. And he worked on the... Uh, Black Panther and Deadpool too, so I talk with him all the time, and he was laughing, and he was like, "Oh my God, JP, you are earning your black belt in action design, <laughs> because <laughs> that show looks so crazy." And but th th that's what happened. So they, we changed the genre of the film because the the film was supposed to stay in Cambodia. The the executive producer was like, "Okay, so um, we don't think we're gonna make much money out of that film, so it's gonna stay in Cambodia." I was like, "Okay, fair enough." Like I didn't do that for fame. I just did that for, you know, like to try something, you know. 
and then yeah that's what happened so he became from like a dark film like the series became a, the comedy that the, the movie that you watched so <laughs> they, they cut a lot of stuff from from the script to adapt it for the Cambodian audience because they want something funny and everything and I said guys I beg you can we not do something like the hot shots I hope we're not filming something like that because he didn't sign for this and they were all <laughs> laughing because it wasn't but it, it was very difficult but at the same time like I think you can you can tell when you watch the film the movie could look cheap but the passion and the love we put into this was crazy. And it was more like a um, experimental film for us, you know. But then we got lucky because the the producer, the main producer of The Raid uh, wanted to watch uh, Jailbreak, Todd Brown, right? Mm-hmm. And he watched the film and he said, I love, I love it. So I'm going to send that film to all festivals in the world. And I was shaking my head like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, oh, and when Lloyd tells me that, he's so happy. And we're all happy. And I'm like, yeah, it's great. Okay, I think, okay, whatever. But then, yeah, I'm going to go back back to that later. But let's go back to the shoot very quick. So we film with, um, uh, with, with the, 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 pro, the prison riot scene yeah. when everybody's fighting. That was the only fight we filmed in two days because we were so many. But it was like a... No, five hours each. So the, the, the people think about the style, the action design of Jailbreak being, oh, we go for long takes and it's epic. No, because we had one camera. We had no choice and no time. So we had to, because we had to pack everything because if we cut, we're going to reset the light and stuff. So I was like, you know what? Uh, let's do that sequence. And it, there's a sequence when I, you see me doing nine kicks in a take. Yes. This one, this one, there's a story behind this. Jimmy is coming and he said, JP, uh, I want to, epic sequence you do like all these big kicks and we film that in one sequence and i'm like can we cut in half can i do four kicks <laughs> we and then we change the camera and they do five. Oh, jp we don't have the time <laughs> like, okay. and we did it the thing is the challenge was that we are doing fight scene with extras that we trained they're not professional there's no professional stuntman in that show except one laurent but then we are doing long takes with people who are not professional. You see, you see the irony? Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, you would do short ones with that kind of, you know, like that level, right? But then we're going the opposite way. And you know what? I loved it because it was difficult. <laughs> I'm like, hey, it's an indie film. Yeah. We can do stuff that, that people would not try in big ones. And let's show the big production that a small film like us can film action without shaking the camera that that often, you know? Yeah, I, I, I definitely appreciated that for sure. Yeah, we wanted the audience to to just sit and, and, and watch it without guessing what's going on, which I, because I, I study action design so much, I have my own understanding of, of, of the market and the game today, how people, I do my own benchmark, right? And I'm trying to find something that would that would appeal to the audience, also be like a practical, like entertaining and practical, because you don't need to guess what's going on in terms of edits. Mm-hmm. And also, we're doing that, you have no... Um, you cannot fail. That, that was the difficulty, is that the take that you watch in a film is take number seven. My legs were completely down. Like, I wow. couldn't lift my leg anymore. And the, 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 the take you saw was my legs being, like, I was exhausted, but it looks real. It doesn't look like, a, the first one, I was, like, super speeding, super fast. But then the one that they put in the film was the last one. The thing is, there's 12 moves in that sequence, nine kicks, I need to connect them all. All of them. If there's one missing, then the, the take is over. And that was a difficulty, and that happened many times, that you know, they have to cancel the take because one of the extra was running in front of the frame at the, at the exact moment you're kicking someone, so you cannot use it. 
And to tell you the truth, this is a real story. When we started that sequence, the first take was great. Cut. I go to Jimmy. I go, yes, let's do one more for safety. And Jimmy smile. And he goes, what do you mean safety? Look, I look at the monitor and you see two extras looking at the camera smiling. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. And I look at Jimmy and I said, is it where we are? Is that the beginning of filmmaking? That the, the, I, was, I was thinking that the rule of don't look at the camera was already established. But no, we were to that level, you know, of of telling people do not look at the camera. Wow. It was insane. In, in, insane. I, at the same time, I was smiling, but I was stressful. I'm like, guys, can we get that right? Because I know there's no reshoot. You don't have the money to reshoot this scene. So I need to pack everything together. But th- that's how tough it was. And then at some point, there's a there's a, another fight with Tarot. We fight the, in the same corridor when I throw someone over the camera. Mm. And this one was also... Um, I kind of like sabotage the shoot, to be honest. <laughs> Jimmy was like, okay, so tomorrow we do that fight in here. Um, we're going to do this and that. And then I look at the camera work and I'm like, this is going to be boring. I said, guys, if the location is still the same, let's be creative with the camera. But at the same time, they go, JP, I know where you're going. We only have one camera. If we break the camera, the movie is over. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. I understand the, the ratio, the like risk and the re- reward. That's why I'm not stupid. So I said, okay, I have an idea. And the, the night before the shoot, I talked with the DP. I said, can you come with me? We changed the whole fight. But don't tell Jimmy. <laughs> so we, we did, I changed everything. And I'm like, okay, so at that point, someone's going to jump over you. And the camera guy was so happy. Let's do it. I'm like, okay. And I told him how to sit because I, with my peripheral view, I can see, you know, like where the camera is. So I grabbed the stunt coordinator and I said, his, his name is Chun. I was like, Chun, you're going to jump over the camera. And there's no pads because the camera can see your pads. So, brother, I trust you. Don't hit the camera. And <laughs> and that's what he did, you know. And I felt so bad for him because he had to jump over the a Red Dragon camera. And if he touch it. But then on the day we shoot, Jimmy came in on the day. And he was like, so uh, can you show me what's going on? I'm like, I actually have a new idea. And can we make sure the producer's not here because he's gonna he's gonna say he's gonna say no because I come too close to the camera. Jimmy loves it. We film it quick. The producer comes in, looks at the frame. That was amazing. And I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> but God. this is Jabrik was like that all the time. It was it was great. I, I've I've been learning so much on that film. And at the end of the day, I like to see it. It's it's a cheap film. Like it, it's a small one. But when they announced. The, the movie tip on Netflix, even today, I'm like, okay. Um, even like winning the, we, we won like at Fantasia. Yeah. Uh, like best action film, like from the, the public. And we got the first place. It, to me, it doesn't make any sense. Even today. I don't <laughs> understand. And then Jojo is laughing. And he goes, I, I told him, I said, Jojo, we won uh, best uh, action feature film, like in Fantasia. And he was like, oh my God, what's going on? <laughs> But because like uh, their group did uh, Atomic Blonde, which is great, and I loved it. And I'm like, the people watching the film, they appreciate Jailbreak because it's funny. You know, it's yeah. goofy. It's, uh, and you can tell it's the proper good B movie. You know, like we assume it completely. Uh, but it was fine. It, it, it was great. I'm very proud of, of the work. But I hope people like it. it they can see like, the passion, hopefully. But that's why from, from now on, the work's going to be better. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's interesting watching the film because... Uh, there's no way that I would have believed you that it was just one camera. There's no way. 
<laughs> really? <laughs> but the thing is, people don't, don't know about this. They don't know. And uh, I forgot to tell you some other stuff. We filmed the fight scene in like 40 degrees, no air conditioning. <laughs> we, we, no, no, I mean, imagine like how yeah. insane it was. We slept, like, we put like the small, ridiculous mat on the ground to, to take a nap in between the moves because I was so tired. And I was drinking Red Bulls. That was the only thing that made me go for it. Like four <laughs> Red Bulls, but my hands were shaking. And I'm like, can I stop doing this? Can we have a normal day? <laughs> because it was crazy. There's no reshoot. There's one camera. Right, if right. you fail, you fail. And That's that, incredible. That, yeah, but that was like a... I've never had um, such difficulties in one in only one project. I, I'm not bashing the project, guys. Don't get me wrong. I loved it. I'm just telling people how how difficult it was to make it happen. But at the end of the day, we we love we loved the you know like the what we achieved because it's just that's what we could do. That's the best we could do with what we had. That's amazing. I, and and I'm not even joking when I say this, but I, I think there needs to be a making of Jailbreak movie just to tell these stories because. You know, it's yeah. the the first thing is it's it's a sincere Cambodian effort, obviously from the uh, the way that the guys were beaming with pride about being a part of it, uh, and then from the action side of things to have you go into a situation where you're dealing with uninitiated cast members, and then to have to train them and and show them uh, proper stunt moves and. Uh, working with just the one camera, what an amazing story and what an amazing product to come out of it. You have to be beyond proud and th there has to be a belt beyond black belt. There has to be like a titanium belt for what you had to do. <laughs> but I, I was so exhausted after this. I was like, I don't want, I cannot do that anymore. I'm not sure if I'm, if I'm good for that job. And you're like, oh, kind of a, you know, like a re retrospect that you, that you do. But then when I told my friends, they were like, no, it's not normal. You just went like the hard way. And this is the most rewarding. People were laughing. Like, you guys are doing like Hong Kong stuff, like 40 years old style, you know? That's and, the great stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. And I'm like, guys, there's no other way. And also it was the opportunity to showcase Boca Tao yeah. for the first time. And it was great to, like, the thing is, uh, oh, uh, there's one um, actress uh, that got injured. She had like a sprained ankle. Um, a Celine, right, in the film? Celine Tran, yeah. And her, yeah, and her fight with Tarot is not, I mean, it was not meant to be what you saw. Like, I have the previous, I can say it to you if you want privately. But um, <laughs> it's it, it, it was supposed to be something so cool because I, I really wanted Tarot to showcase all her move in Boca Tao. And I wanted to make sure that the audience is not confused about, oh, this is Muay Thai. That's why I talked to, to Dara and to, to Tarot because the, these two are prodigies. They are insanely good athletes. And with them, it's like one take is good to tell you how good they are. Like it was, it was that good. And th that's, that was the goal is to showcase the, the Boca style. So I was asking them what are their, their favorite moves. And we need to show the audience that it's not Penchak Silat, it's not Muay Thai. So we, we, we really like work on this and I check many times the choreography that they, they, that we worked on because I was like, this is too Muay Thai. This is too this and that. Not because for the sake of, of showing Boketa is really different, but I'm like, we have the opportunity to show the world or at least Cambodia, what I thought in the beginning, right? Or uh, to, to people that, that Boketa has his own identity and his own story. And the way you portray, uh, you showcase Bokatao is the best. So because um, Dara is more of a um, doing demonstration. He's, he's been doing uh, some fights before, but Tarot is a competitive fighter. She fights in the one FC and stuff like that. So it's two faces of Bokatao that, that I wanted to show. And Dara is going more traditional because the the Bokatao is also displayed with animal styles, which he did. Oh wow! He did the monkey. 
but it's not really clear, you know, at some point. But again, there's some stuff I wanted to film, some details, but no time. Simply no time. And and Tarot was more like a more aggressive. So in the in the fight that we planned to make, it didn't look like that. But because Celine got injured, I need to adapt and recreate the fight in like a few days. And and that's it. But that's why Fingers crossed, like, uh, if a GRB2 comes in, there's going to be a good budget and we're going to have time to do stuff. So, yeah. At, at this point, is there any doubt that there's going to be a jailbreak too? I mean, really? Come on. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, like, I would I would love to to, to tell you, you know, like, um, that is going to happen. But I know they, they, they are, you know, like, uh, some talks. I, I don't want to talk too much. Sure, sure. They're going to kill me. But, but uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure, like, something should happen. Okay, well, how about uh, the Cambodian film industry in general? Was was this a real jump start to kind of get that moving? Yeah, yeah, it was because they used to. I was talking with the producer Loy, and he said in Cambodia, they keep on producing those um, very cheap, like a TV TV show, like a either like a romance or super goofy comedy uh, and a ghost, like a horror movies, because that's what works. They, they've been doing that for like. A, for for years, you know, uh, because they try to copy the same model as Thailand or Vietnam, you know, in terms of TV content and action. Because action, of course, in Thailand, we've been doing that for like whew, I don't even know how long. But in Cambodia, that was the first time that they wanted to see something like this. Hanuman was great. I liked the film. I don't know if you watched it. I liked the film for what it is, and it felt like um, Meranto, you know, like uh, oh yeah, okay, uh, yeah, it felt exactly like this, and that's what uh, Todd Brown said. Because I was asking Todd, and I'm like, okay, you, you are, you know, by by showcasing your film to the world, you are helping Cambodia film industry. You know, it's great. Thank you so much. But I said, hey, but why did you pick our film? <laughs> There's a lot of action film coming every year from China, from Thailand, from Vietnam. And why did you pick our film? And he was like, you know, your film reminds me of uh, of the raid. The movie he produced, and I'm like, oh, that's just a beautiful comparison. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, he yeah. said because of them. He said it's a new country on the map, uh, a Western director, um, a new martial art, a brand new like a uh, unknown cast, you know. And he was like, and it's fun. I like the film. I genuinely like the film, and that was so. That was the one of the best compliments I've ever heard, you know, and from him, especially from him. So yeah, yeah. To your question, is they don't do much action film but I'm sure that today because we did I think historically the first big one like this that's what that's what they say and I, I hope it is I hope there's gonna be more like not only jailbreak but some other like more 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 content and I know that Law is already working on some stuff right now that's amazing yeah and uh, I'm so drawn to the idea of introducing a, a new martial art to the action scene um i'm, I'm filipino so uh filipino oh, okay. martial arts you know fma is uh, is something that i would like to see more of on its own uh in in action film and I, i've talked to some directors who are trying to raise that profile uh from the philippines um so okay. to see something like bokatao get its due because uh, it's been around forever as well right Exactly, like here for centuries, you can see like the Bocato, like um, on the temples, you know, like, on the stone and, and everything. It's crazy. You see like some uh, some uh, uh, some locks, you know, like in in, in the stone. So it means it was here for like millenniums or whatever, you know. But that's why it's great for them to. That was the first time to showcase like properly in a film that can have like that kind of exposure. You know? Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. The more martial arts, the better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I and mean, it's great, as you said. Like you, even today, 
even in 2018, we can still talk about we are introducing like a, a martial art to, to the people. It was there for, for like centuries, even more. But we're doing that now. That's why, I mean, if you talk about the Philippines, I hope it's going to happen. Because, you know, I hope that the thing is, what we did with Jailbreak, if there's more martial arts, you know, like uh, movie lovers in all these countries in Southeast Asia who wants to showcase their martial art, it's possible. We are the example of, like, uh, we had $180,000 budget for everything, wow. which is... Well, which is peanuts, but um, <laughs> that's craft services for Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, this is not even craft. This is this is like a, <laughs> right <laughs> for real. Yeah, um, but I mean, we've uh, you need to find obviously some 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 budget, and you need to find the visionaries, people who have a vision, and they know what the hell they're doing. That's the thing. Like, if, if we think about jailbreak again, we Jimmy, myself, and the camera guy. That's it. There's only like three guys behind the camera, like you're literally three guys talking. Okay, we should do this and that and that, and we try to come up with stuff that that are like bold, you know. And I'm like, okay, because it's indie film, I'm not sure people are gonna watch it, but at least let's do something that that we, that the audience will not watch in 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 Marvel movies on some other big films, you know. Let's have fun, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what happened. Yeah, I think you guys need to be very, very proud of what you did uh, for Cambodia, for Bokatao, and just as filmmakers, because to go into any situation with those odds, most people would walk away. <laughs> <laughs> as I told you, I thought about that. I really, because it was, it wasn't in my standards, you know. Not in the fact that I have high standards. No, no, it's not part of that. It's just the fact of, of common sense, you know. Sure. And I'm like, it, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> in, in in that way but but we did it that's amazing so give me some contrast then because prior to that you spent seven months uh, or, or more doing marvel's doctor strange where you were part of the stunt team and you were doing a lot of coordination um and doctor strange was awesome give me some examples on what you could do on uh on doctor strange that there was no possible way of doing on jailbreak um, the first on Strange, I was assisting uh, Jonathan Eusebio, who was yeah. the main choreographer, and also Vincent Wang is the choreographer of um, Now You See Me To The Great Wall. So they both work, like they were all bosses, and I was their assistant. So working on, on that show was just, I, I mean, you talk about the contrast, right? Um, <laughs> where do I start? Like, it's going to take two hours. Um <laughs> Just give me a couple, like, because I mean, you you only had five hours to do a fight scene. In, in yeah, <laughs> I mean, five hours on the on the big project is just like uh, sharing ideas <laughs> 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 over a coffee. You yeah. know, see what I mean? Add craft. You see all this stuff. It's just like, a, I mean, on on a big budget film, you have the time to film your your action. You even have a second unit. You know, this is all the that that beautiful. You know, like uh, luxury that that ta- that money can afford, and it's great, you know, uh, because you can take your time to to go on the details, you know, and especially because Doctor Strange is a lot of VFX and everything, so I cannot really compare. But what I can compare is the, no, I cannot, I cannot compare. I'm sorry, <laughs> I cannot even compare the process it, because it doesn't make any sense to be honest. It, it I'm doesn't sure. because like, uh, yeah, we just had the, the more time, time to to rehearse time to train all the actors for each of the fight scene do a previous for all of the fight scene in the right condition have a training place uh you can set the boxes you know like a two like we, we do a previous for all the fight scene and 
yeah, and it took it took us month to to make it happen, and it was great. But now you're on a tear break, and it's just like um, everything I was asking was a no as an answer. So I was like, okay, so you know what, I do it myself because I, because there's no choices. I either like uh, you know like drop the towel, okay, I'm done, guys, or I'm just like you know what, let's do it. So I really work with um, Dara and uh, uh, Chun, the stunt coordinator. It was also the stunt coordinator of uh, the Prey, a, a film I did two months ago in Cambodia. Uh, so. Yeah, I, I I don't even know how to explain. I just <laughs> uh, no, really, like uh, I, you know. But the thing is, I know that Loy plans to release a a, a behind the scene of Jailbreak. Oh, please! Someone film everything. Really? I know that. Wait, yeah. On what? You only had one camera. <laughs> no, no. There's one like uh, um, yeah, exactly. What the hell? Like that camera was supposed to. I don't think about it today. It's just so ridiculous. <laughs> Though there was a, a, a small like a five D going somewhere just filming us, but not every day, you know. Like it was just like uh, yeah. But I, I know we have some footage. It's good. it would be good to to show people actually. I think it would be fascinating just to to be able to put something like that together with with one camera. Which I I can't imagine the protective measures you must have had around that camera. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. It was like a you know like a, like a diamond or something. Don't even come close to the camera. Don't touch. The- I was like, okay. I was like, of course, I'm not gonna touch it. But uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah. Even today, I just, I, I, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry for the audience. I have nothing else to say. It's, it, it's just like a, yeah. It was not supposed to be out of Cambodia. Right now it's on Netflix. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's so, a yeah. fascinating story. It's really, really a fascinating story. It's, it's great for Cambodia. It's great for, for martial arts cinema in general uh and and now it's on netflix and i mean everybody can enjoy it uh and get really something completely new in bokatao right or, or something yeah. at least that they haven't been exposed to because bokatao is not anywhere uh on the map for for most people uh, until yeah. jailbreak yeah and that's why uh, i i hope that people will, will will like it if you enjoy b movies and with a beer and you watch that kind of film you love the film because it's, it's funny for what it is you know there's no much much more pretension you know we don't claim anything you know like we just we did just a project we try to do our best that's it it's a lot of fun it really is so i mean everybody should definitely check that out <laughs> Okay, guys, that song you're hearing is from the Jailbreak soundtrack called Jailbreak from Kameng Khmer, and that's going to wrap up part one of this interview. We go on for quite a bit longer, but the second half of this chat deals more with Jean-Paul's upcoming film, Night Shooters, which is set for release sometime in the next month or two, so I'll release part two a little closer to the premiere so you can get a primer before checking that out. 
Jailbreak, however, is available on Netflix right now, and like Jean-Paul said, there is zero pretense in this movie. The people that worked on it obviously put in the blood, sweat, and tears needed to get it done, resulting in a breezy but brutal flick that admittedly may be a little rough around the edges and unevenly acted in some spots, but if you're the type that likes to turn off the hypercritical eye every now and then and just kick back with a brew just to be entertained and give Jailbreak a try, if only to get educated in how cool Bokutau looks in action. Much thanks to Jean-Paul Lee for chatting with me. Obviously, I had a blast with this interview, but if you enjoyed it, visit Jean-Paul on all his socials, Facebook, Jean-Paul Lee, Twitter, Lee Jean-Paul 1803, that's L-Y-J-E-A-N-P-A-U-L 1803, or Instagram, Lee Jean-Paul, and tell him that you heard him on the Kung Fu Driving Podcast. Otherwise, you can always hit me up as well, Twitter and Instagram, or via the Facebook page. Just look for Kung Fu Driving Podcast. And as always, much love to my Castaways crew on the Twitter hashtag Castaways for always putting out great stuff. Until next time, Poison Clan. Peace. The 2018 UASE will take place Saturday, November 10th at AMC Theaters Times Square, featuring five theaters with over 60 hours of action content from 10 a.m. to 12 a.m. That's right, Action Junkies. We're having a 14-hour action film megathon showcasing the latest indie action film content and continuing last year's launch of Saturday Afternoon Kung Fu Theater featuring Shaw Brothers Kung Fu Classics and honoring the 40th anniversary of Five Daily Venice. Please join the Urban Action Showcase Diversity and Action Initiative celebrating the past, present, and future multicultural achievements in the blockbuster action genre. As a platform, we advocate diversity and inclusion through our International Action Film Festival, Action Expo, and Action Film Awards platform to promote multicultural heroic images in order to change the dynamic of mainstream media. invite you to be a part of the action by pre-purchasing a 2018 event pass for yourself or a friend. Master, Sanjay is finished. We can attack the city. Poison Clan rocks the world. Shouting monks on the hands, running down the thousand stairs. The fate of Lee Khan now's in King Yu's hands. With the fearless idea roaming over the lands. Yet yeah, the little bit soldier is older than wiser. He wants a world of peace because he doesn't want to fight. Yo. Got the venom mob laying down the law. Bruce Lee delivered kicks, guaranteed to great jars. Fight for the cars, then pass here. The blast not the end back kicks will defeat the outlaws. Very good, but boards don't hit back. Yeah, the death jewels here, David D is coming back. The Tai Chi master, Jet Li's even faster. Could chat a little drink because he is the drunken master. Once upon a time in China, Rosamund Kwan is real fine, but see Maggie Chung is finer. Golden Swallow has arrived. Shang Chi movies will the hero will survive. We've got the brave archer make his way to the top of the mountain, gonna fight, may as well pick the spot. Yeah, the sky goes black, 
Call the vampires back We got Lam Jin Ying to kill them all to stand back You place the black magic on the soul of the sword And our sword will travel until his body's on floors Yeah, Wing Chun Shaolin and Mantis style Yeah, defeat the enemy and watch him run for miles Blood will spill now on the mountain tops When we bring back the soul of the legendary pops Walking to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting this time it's war We smash the place up with a dragon claws We walk into the tea house ready for some action Drink a little wine, we get a drunk and then we fighting Ha! This time it's war We smash the place up with a dragon claws See it's a game of death, yo You're facing the big boss It's once upon a time and trying to count on the TikTok The Shogun Assassin slashing blood of just drip drop The head kick, neck drop, balance the bone stop Wanna kill Bill, better get the assassins He's got Irma just in yellow But she is in the dragon but in the tea rooms that's where it'll happen She got the bodies on the floor When the blood it'll splatter against the wall No fear at all, to kill them all There's always blood spilled when you head into a war Fearless, unleashed The fist of legend that the car gently I'm Bolo Young, yo, I'll always be a beast You rumble in the Bronx, yo, I'm rumble in the streets And it's simple, see the facts are these There's only ever gonna be one Bruce Lee Walk into the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we get it drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's warm, we smash the place up with a dragon claws. We walk into the tea house, ready for some action. Drink a little wine, we get a drunk and then we